Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, this is part two of a discussion on altruism. I'm joined by Sam Prince and my wife, Lindsay Kane. So David Rakoff said altruism is innate, meaning we're born with it, but it's not instinctual, meaning, as he also said, everyone's wired for it, but a switch has to be flipped. In other words, do you think people are born inherently altruistic or inherently selfish or do you think we're all sort of 50 50 and it's shaped do you think some babies and when you look at some babies and toddlers you can already see it some of us are born more selfish right absolutely no i think it's like is it gabe or matty um the child psychologist that he's talking about siblings who grow up in a household have the same upbringing but one's more sensitive to noise and you know like if there's a parent arguing that sensitive kid will be more likely to think that it's because of them. Whereas the other kid who's not as sensitive wouldn't even have a clue that there's an argument going on. So Uh I think some people are more sensitive to different things and surroundings and environment than others. I think it's also conditioning. How are they brought up? In what manner were they brought up? And I think that definitely has a big kind of defining factor for sure. What about generational altruism? I mean, we're all... Well, certainly it sounds like me and Sam will say that we are more altruistic than our dads, yeah? And if you go go back and look at Normans or something, they would just like cave the head in as someone (laughs) with a shite and someone someone would starve to death in the next village and they go, oh, well, more humans are coming on a boat. It's weird because they were the, if you go back to 1066, they they are literally the same species as us, same DNA, everything the fucking same. If you could learn Norman French and put on a disguise, you would be able to join society with no issues, right? They're not Neanderthals, they're fully human. Even if you go forward to the 1500s, to the Tudors, and yet very little altruism, unless it was like the monks up in the, in the monastery. Are we becoming more altruistic as a species? And if we're not changing biologically, how the fuck is that happening? I feel like currently with what's going in the UK, I think a lot of people are more stressed. I feel like that definitely has a big factor. Their life conditions are probably not as good as it maybe a few years ago. Or the- All right, so we're starting to go backwards now. We peaked in like the 90s and then we're dropping again like a bungee jump. I, think, I don't know. I think so. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. No, the, we're, we're, we're post-Brexit. We're post this. We're post that. Yeah. Everyone's polarising into identity politics. I mean, in the, it, I was clubbing in like the late 90s and noughties. The more different someone was, the more likely I was to be dancing with them. I wouldn't be going, well, I'm working class, uh, so you, you've you got some privilege. Don't dance near me because you're middle class. It'd be like, who gives a fuck? It's a, it's a dance. And that was, it was, I might have been, it was probably naive. 
But that's how our, we all thought that's where society was. We were sort of done with polarisation. But we seem to be going backwards at the moment. And if we go backwards, I'm less likely to be altruistic with someone I don't think's in my group, right? That's the danger. Yeah. I think as well, like the, this younger generation, like people that are in college or uni, and a lot of them that have like got family, friends and stuff like that, where they... They, they don't work and they're not doing anything because they're like, oh, I won't. I know is it's slightly off topic where they're like, oh, I won't work for minimum wage. I'm going to uni, going to do my degree. And they think they're going to. You could argue that on a societal level, if you're someone that goes, well, it's not worth me working. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Uh, you're, we all live with, okay, England's not perfect. There's potholes everywhere. You know, Boris Johnson was a twat, right? All that stuff. <laughs> Agreed. But we still live in a relatively dropping down the league table wealthy country. Yeah. We're not currently being bombed. Men and women can walk down the street, freedom of speech. I can go on stage on Friday and say more or less whatever I want, as long as it's not hate speech. You know, we live in a relatively free country. It's only right that I pay to participate. So is it a form of selfishness if one could work, but chooses not to for no good reason? Yeah. I, I also feel like social media is a big factor of this. People are looking on social media and they see these perfect lives where they're driving around their Lamborghinis on a holiday the whole time. And yeah. people are talking the whole fucking day. And I feel like people are looking at these different Instagram accounts and think it's normal and think that they should just finish school and that's what they're going to do. And I feel like this our yeah. generation is definitely changing massively because I remember my parents were working the whole time and now people have the option to kind of go on social media, create some sort of following, the use of OnlyFans, people kind of can try and create their own. It's, it's very, yeah, it's different, for sure. But it's like an entitlement, isn't it? I'm not, well, I don't need to do those things. And I don't know, I think as a generation, don't hate me, younger ones, but I think we're, we're not as... Driven. Caring, mm. I don't know. And driven, yeah. Every generation thinks they were the best generation, though. I mean, if you open a, time, a copy of The Times from 1750, it's, it's full of people going, what's happening with the next generation? The country's going to be ruined. <laughs> like, it does, seem, it does yeah. seem to be every generation is cursed to think they're the ones that got it right. But do you guys think, it's, it's like when you look upon, I'm a little bit younger, would you say our generation is less driven? No, do you know what it is? It's like, so our daughter, we, so she's got a seven-year-old and like she keeps losing things. And I'm like, right, this is the last warning now. If you lose another, if you lose it again, it's coming out your pocket money. She has to do chores where there's some people at her school were like, oh God, we don't give chores. Like, you know, we don't, we don't do anything. It's, and it's like that, that's fine. So I don't think it's necessarily a generation thing. I think it's how you bring your kid up. So I'm like, I don't want it to be. Yeah, but hang on a second, Liz. I think Sam makes an excellent point. We are post Amazon. We are post everything costing $5.99. We are post things arriving by Prime the next day. Has that not had an effect on how much we value thing, things themselves. So how can, a, how can a generation be as driven as the generation before when they think, well, at the end of the day, I'll just fucking face ID, click and, and replace yeah. 90%. Well, that comes be- down to the parents. Two generations ago, you got a hole in your cardigan. You're like, eh, I better nip that, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to wait for payday to repair it. Now we're like, oh, sweatshop cardigan, send, great, one ninety nine, boom. Going back to where we started, Sam, with uh, business, there are some that would argue it's quite hard to be a successful entrepreneur and be truly altruistic many do it but the instinct to make money greed is good etc i mean there are there is a school of thought that would argue that you're more likely to be successful the more selfish you are certainly in the early stages how do we balance those books morally i think um when i first started my company forager which is now gone um i 
was so selfish. I was in lockdown working the whole time and I had a, I was in relationships. So all I did was work, work, work. And the same as my housebound company was just like me and my mate, both single, just going at it. And I feel like since being in a relationship, my, I am nowhere near as selfish with business as I used to be. I think I very much have a, a healthy balance. Before I'd be happy just working the whole time, not going out. And now I've definitely got a good balance where I have a relationship. I do go out, but the same to my, I think the work I do is much better um, and much more worth my time before I used to just chuck my whole time yeah. in. I think my quality of work probably was not as good. But I think having balance across the board has definitely helped things. How do you be selfless in business and not get taken advantage of? I don't think you can. No, I don't think you can. I think if anything, I've gone the other way. I think I'm really nice and lovely. And because I've been fucked over so many times this year, I have now become more harder. So <laughs> Wait a minute, so, so you're, you're, exter- you're Ted Bundy, basically. Charming, no, no charming but I, th- I think I've had, to, I've had to get to the point where I'm like, listen, I've set a boundary now. Because I think, because I work a lot in the building trade, and I think when you are friendly and nice to people, they ca- some not all of them, but some people can take that for granted as and weakness. think then you're mates yeah. and then t- t- take it as a weakness and they take the piss. So then if you, if I am polite and man- well-mannered and being like, listen, this isn't acceptable, I need to set a boundary here, then I found that people are less likely to take the piss out of me, especially being a woman and dealing with a lot of men. You know, I- I'm just, I won't go to that level of, you know, so I think... I'm the other way now in business. Mm. I'm like, no, I've got to set a boundary there. This is how it's going to be. This is unacceptable. If you don't like it, fuck off, you know, so. Like it. I think I've got yeah, the other way. Yeah, great. I think that's a good <laughs> I've had to be, I've, ha- I've had to be for for my mental health and not killing someone. I think you do have to be that way. I think too nice doesn't really work out for sure. No. But with the ethos of the business, Sam, and this is a perfect question for you. How can entrepreneurs balance the pursuit of profit with a desire to create a positive social impact. So if we watch Dragon's Den, that's the, most, the entrepreneurs most people know. It's Deborah yeah. Meaden seems to be the one in the work there that yeah, wants yeah. to be badass business person, but at the same time create a positive social impact. How do you balance that? How, how, do, you, how do you even start? Do you, do you choose to make less money or do you only go into certain areas? What's the strategy for changing the world? For me currently is um, with my businesses now, it's, I do them not because I'm trying to get as much money in my account. It's because I'm actually enjoying the process. Before, when I was younger, I was running like social media platforms and eventually I moved to T and now, now Houseplants and, and now also Rosé. And it's like, I'm now just enjoy every single day as it comes. And I try not think about what's at the end. Obviously, that's a fucking huge matter um, because we all want to get yeah. paid. We all want to do really well. But at the same time, for me, it's just making, I, I just obsess with what I do. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Well, this has been studied um, the way men and women entrepreneurs differ in their motivations to engage in socially responsible activities. As as lovely as we both are, Sam, this has been studied. <laughs> According to a, twen- a 2012 study published in the Journal of Small Business Management based in the US, 232 small business owners were surveyed and they found that women were more likely to be motivated by altruistic concerns such as a desire to make a positive impact on society, while men were more likely, but obviously not exclusively men, to be motivated by strategic concerns, such as improving their reputation and increasing customer loyalty. So as lovely as our wonderful Sam is, it does seem to be the case, Sam, that uh, women are better at these sort of Mm. Um, altruistic business enterprise. Thank you. Enterprise. <laughs> not, all, not all women, Lindsay, the hard-faced fuck off if you don't like me, build a bad bitch, obviously not you. <laughs> Build uh, a bad bitch. That's a good business name. What about fake altruism? We've talked about real like altruism where we film it for likes, and we've sort of g- going to give those people a, a free pass as long as they're handing the money across. But do you think social media also creates fake altruism where no one's really benefiting? You just want to look like yeah. you're doing good, like for building a brand or something. Also, I think social media is based on people being fake. I, I think people are posting their perfect highlights. People are posting from holidays they had fucking 12 months ago because they want to make themselves yeah. feel good and they want to get as many likes as possible. So I I think, yeah, I think Instagram is full of fakeness. I mean, I look so fucking happy on Instagram the whole time. Every picture is of this perfect picture. But realistically, I'm not happy the whole time and these pictures are just highlights of my life. I mean, there has been times though where social media has been used to promote positive social change and altruistic actions you know you can create larger networks and larger groups i mean that was the whole thing when you remember if you go back to the arab spring i suppose that'll be the first ever time social media got people together was when we saw some of these um states in the middle east toppling their dictators and people coming together and communicating via twitter and it created a movement an altruistic movement together so social media does have that possibility or are those days gone I think social media has so many fantastic benefits. I think for business-wise to launch a company, I mean, you can launch a company on on Instagram for free. I think it has so many benefits. You can talk whatever you want to do, whether it's a cause you're trying to promote, you can definitely, there is so many benefits. But at the same time, there is, firstly, Instagram is a whole of time where you're spending so much time on it. And I don't think as a kid, you try and read a book. But I think as a kid nowadays, you just spend time flicking on social media, looking at not healthy stuff. YouTube and YouTube, and you get into like in the other yeah. night, I was on like this YouTube hole, and I was looking at like Joe Rogan clips, and I was like looking at all these different things. But at the same time, <laughs> what, am, what I doing? am I doing? But I'm just in this hole. Yeah. It can be a massive learning tool. Do you not get annoyed? Because then you're like, you could have spent that time working on your business, and then you've wasted that time. So that I get annoyed at myself when I do yeah. that. Especially sometimes it can be educational. I feel like there is. I, I think social media can be an educational tool, but also I feel like there's so much stuff which is. Uh, not real that people promote and I feel like sometimes it's not truly yeah. managed I feel like you can find yourself in this certain narrative which may not actually be true and I feel like that's where social media can also become dangerous yeah well, we'll finish off as always talking about the relationships I suppose we're back to toxic masculinity like we were at the beginning <laughs> here because there's there's no denying it 
altruism and selfless, I think, changes with age, right? I think I don't think it's controversial to say you're more likely to be selfish when you're younger. I mean, literally, but if you're if you're a baby, they don't. Some our daughter's seven. She doesn't even have the part of the brain that deals with properly empathising and being selfless has not even grown. So we can't be too tough on seven year olds. But there's uh, arguments about where it finishes growing in men and women, and there is significant evidence that it finishes growing a hell of a lot earlier earlier in girls than boys. Some people even put it as late as 50 in men. No, I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> it's, uh, it, it certainly could be quite late going, well, I'm 46, I'll do what I fucking want. I'm not 50 yet. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't there a problem, Lindsay, in that it just isn't very sexy, an altruistic, caring man? Oh, no, I think it is. You do now because you've passed the magic. No, I did. You had your heart shat out and stamped until you were tw- 25. But... We're talking here to men aged 18 to 25 that think, oh, yeah, Russell's right. I'm going to become caring, selfless, tender, checking in. And who pulls? Terry fucking yeah. uh, ankle tag cokehead. Yeah. Who, yeah. <laughs> Give money to Cherry. Fuck it. Look <laughs> at my Rolex. Oh, my God. Fuck me, Gary. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but it, that comes with experience. I think it really comes with experience. But how are we going to change the world? How are we going to get rid of but assholes if women attracted to assholes? How are you going to have whoever, that? History? Whoever finds a cure will be very wealthy. I also do find I feel like the girl, girls. I don't know. I may be wrong, but I, I do feel like girls like the C U N T. They like the kind of. There you are. Yeah. Non altruistic behaviour can be very sexy in the right environment. Let's stop. Let, I mean, let, we can pretend it's not happening. Or we can be honest and go, you're going to buy a drink for that table? Oh, my fuck, peasants, champagne spray. I'll empty this bottle yeah. in front of them, losers. Chuck them out. <laughs> that guy's probably going to pull. Yeah. That guy will pull. Definitely will. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh, shut up, no. Lindsay. Shut up. You've <laughs> no, been that pubbing in Manchester. That girl needs help. She no, does. but she I think does. that is generally the case. I think the guy who is a little bit wetter, in a sense, and is so nice, usually finishes off. Wait, it's a delayed. Yeah. It's a delay till the Panani tsunami, and then it comes in hard. No, at you, no I, I disagree. <laughs> I, even though, even though, like the ex-boyfriends have ended up being bastards, yeah. I have to say your that, track record but, but, just proves my theory. No, was. no, but but they were very like nice and kind and generous. who were just banging someone else behind closed oh, doors. Yeah. Oh, but, the genero- but, they're so generosity with their dick yeah. up someone else. <laughs> that's real generosity. That <laughs> don't say it up. Sorry. That's just very graphic. Sorry. Um, sorry. The wrong is the wrong. No, I find it. I find it really attractive. <laughs> I find it attractive if someone's like kind and nice. Do you think sometimes, Sam, that when someone's too altruistic, there is that doormat risk, though, isn't there? Yeah. If one's too selfless. Yeah. Have you ever been the doormat? I have. Have you ever been uh, the doormat? I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know if I've been a, the doormat, but I think it's pretty easy to happen. Well, I, I've got to the point in a previous relationship where I was like, you know. Her behaviours, that's because of her pain. I have to make allowances for her pain. Please shit on cheat on me again while I make more allowances <laughs> for your pain for five years. It was really, I was just being treated like shit. So I was opening up my heart and being selfless and understanding when really I should have just cut that off yeah. and, and gone out on the fucking lash for a couple of years and sorted my head out. Yeah. yeah. That's what I should have done. I think also in relationships, I've definitely stayed in relationships. I was in relationships for like three years. I probably... It should have ended after the year. I think once you're in the relationship, you're like, you're in love. It's so easy just to stay in that fucking headspace and then just like do whatever just because you love them. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But when they're actively treating you badly and you're staying in it, that is a different situation. We've all been in the situations. I've had two relationships where you just sort of can't be bothered to break up because you're in, you love each other, but you don't fancy each other. You become friends. You don't know how to come apart. That's completely different 
to being in love with someone. They're shitting on you and then you're opening up your heart to understand their shit. What does, what does their feces mean as it lands on my head? Rather than <laughs> thinking, I'm not being treated right here. I need to get out of this situation. Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's so tricky one. I think when you just love that person, sometimes you don't actually realise what the true reality is. And if they're shitting on you, yeah. it almost becomes normal. You're like, oh, it's just normal. You don't realise it. And I think stepping away it's probably the hardest thing in the world. I find it very difficult. I, I've stayed, I've stayed in relationships before, and it's it's so difficult just to stay in there because it's just com- comfortable, but it's actually not comfortable. You realise as soon as you leave. I mean, we'll finish. Just answer to the extent that you're uncomfortable, but sort of altruism as we go upstairs and into the bedroom whilst dating. I mean, men don't have the best reputation for having or showing an unselfish concern for others once they're under the duvet. Really. Men aren't great at that. Their reputation, obviously, I'm, I'm amazing. Um, Shaba, but the, <laughs> do you think men are poorer at being unselfish lovers is the question I'm sort of making in a stuttery, awkward Hugh Grant way. Or have you, have you known just as many function-pumping women? Uh, yeah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think it's... Oh. Yeah, interesting. I think men, men obviously have this... There's this massive kind of stereotype for men that they're super selfish, especially when it comes to love. But I feel like things do change. I feel like as most most of my mates, when they, they get older, they kind of, when they're younger, they kind of just are selfish because they're just learning so much and they're getting with as many people as possible. But I think it's, as you get older, I think you definitely become less selfish because you're kind of looking yeah. for that one instead of for multiple. Yeah. And I also feel like there's like a thing at school where it's like, I'm going to get with as many girls as possible and you go to parties, like, I've kissed five girls. And it was like, that was the target. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah, not saying numbers, me, but I'm yeah. saying that it was all about the numbers. I feel like there, there is what men I think at school I feel like that's what boys kind of want but it does definitely change when you get older for sure I didn't kiss that many Lindsay but that's because I was banging them from behind so I didn't even kiss them (laughs) (laughs) on that note Uh keep changing the world more sustainability please vote green there we are I've said it Uh, thank you very much Sam Prince thank you for coming on to talk about altruism thank you for giving us your time so selflessly and and (laughs) generously Thank you, Lindsay Kane, for tolerating me and marrying, you know, Pepperami with hair on and a weird personality. <laughs> I've been Russell Kane. It's been Man Baggage. If you've come here as fans of Sam or Lindsay, please hang around. Please uh, do subscribe and leave a nice review because that would be a generous, unselfish act. And I would like that so much. Abshot, Instagram. Goodbye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 